we all know that October is uh, Pastor's Appreciation Month, right? <laughs> it is. You all didn't know that. I was messing with you. It is true, really. Uh, but <laughs> October is uh, Breast Cancer Awareness. Come on, y'all. Breast Cancer Awareness. And it gets a lot of publicity. But it's also what? Domestic violence. Domestic violence. Gets very little publicity. So we're going to read some of the statistics. We acknowledge domestic violence and breast cancer this month. Every nine seconds in the U.S., a woman is assaulted or beaten. Nine seconds. Twenty women and men per minute are physically abused by an intimate partner, and up to 10 million children will witness some form of domestic violence per year. 2017, an estimated 252,710 women and 2,470 men in the U.S. will be diagnosed with breast cancer. 40,610 women and 460 men will die from breast cancer this year. These are things that are real, all right? And breast cancer, fortunately, has a lot of people working in, in medical fields trying to come up with medication and different type of medical procedures uh, to help with that, right? That's right. But you don't hear anybody trying to come up with anything to stop domestic violence. Well. And you all got sons and daughters, one out of every four women, one out of every seven men. That just devastated me when I found out one out of every seven men. And the, the problem with this is a lot of this, and I want you to hear where I'm coming from, a lot of this is coming from Christians. Christians. And, and it, it, uh, I had Brother Trevor to look up in the church, there are domestic violence in the churches off the chain. And one of the reasons domestic violence is in the church is because of the people in the pulpit. That's right. There have been women that went for counseling to their pastor and the pastor would tell them, well, you know, the Bible says you need to submit to your husband. There have been women that have went to the pastor and, and the pastor would say, well, what did you do to set him off? Well. One young lady went to, the, went to her pastor, and this is, you can look it all up, and asked him all of these things, and he sent her home and told her she needs to submit, and I think within two weeks he was killed. Was it two weeks? Two weeks she was killed. So the pulpit and the churches are afraid to deal with that issue. You understand? And the reason, ask me why. Mostly men in the pulpit. That's right. Huh? That's right. Come on, let's just be real. It's mostly men in the pulpit. And so y'all need to listen to me, especially all you so-called theologians. You need to know what the Bible is saying and who Jesus was talking to and where he was talking to. 
There ain't no place in the Bible where it tells a woman to stay with a man that's whipping her behind. That's crazy. That's right. That's crazy. It ain't in there. Or a man get taking those things. But one of the problems that we're going to do in here, because we're not cowards in this church, right? And we believe in the truth in this church, right? Some of it is your fault. Because you didn't listen to what they said. Because this will protect you. This will tell you, be sober and be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, is like a roaring lion walking around and about seeking who he may devour. Satan is doing everything that he can to devour and to destroy us as individuals. Do you understand what I'm saying? And we need to quit talking about a psychological this and that. No, it is a demonic force that would cause somebody to take another person's life, period. That's right. Or to abuse a child, period. Do you understand what I'm saying? And so what we need to quit being afraid of is quit calling it, call it what it is. It is the devil. Do you all know they still trying to figure out why the young man in doubt, the man in doubt, uh, excuse me, Las Vegas shot up all those people and they can't come up with a reason. They can call me and I can give them one. Demonic. That's right. That's right. Do you understand what I'm saying? So Satan wants to destroy your children and your grandchildren. He wants to tear up your relationships. That's what he does. And he wants to tear up your mindset. And, and so what we need to do is sometimes you can love Satan well, because you ain't recognize who he or she is. Say it, say do it. you understand what I'm say saying? And, and I've heard people say to me in counseling sessions, but you don't understand. Yes, to me, but you don't understand. I love him. Yes. And I'm looking at them like, really? But you know what happens is because Satan has robbed them of their self-worth. And when you get robbed of your self-worth, you forget who you are and whose you are. That's just bottom line. That's right. That's right. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now, now listen to me. The, 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 main th the first institution, I'm going to be all over the place today, but be all over there with me. The main institution that God ordained first was what? Marriage. marriage. Say that, marriage. And, so, and, and it is a household, right? It is a household, right? A marriage is a household, like it or not. And see, when you get reason preachers don't like to preach like this because folks will quit church. When you make people uncomfortable, you ain't going to see them for a while. You know what I'm saying? Well, you're going to be uncomfortable today, and I'll see you when I see you, all right? <laughs> you, you understand what I'm saying is? The key to the thing is, let me tell you is because we got to break it down like it is, right? We know that it was set up, the system was set up for a husband, wife, right? Come on, amen, Adam and Eve, come on. All right, the, so the system, and it was in a paradise, matter of fact, wasn't it? And so the system was set up like that. And one of the things that Satan has done to destroy households is get to the men. That's right. Because if you can kill the head, the body, if you can kill the head, the body will die. That's right. Isn't that right? That's if, right. Yes, it will. If, see, if the head is crooked, the body is going to be crooked. And so one of the things that we're going to have, it, it doesn't matter if it's a household or like this, this is a church. And pastor's the head of the church, right? And, and if he doesn't do his job, the people around him won't do their job, right? Because that's just how it works, all right? And so uh, Jesus gives us a parable of what Satan really wants to do. And here we go. Again, reading 1 Peter 5 and 8, it says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. And guess where he goes? Here we go. Guess where he's going to go? Come on, men. Guess where he's going to go? Here we go. The Bible tells us in the King James Version of Mark 3 and 27 
that no man can enter into a strong man's house. Now he says, now no man can enter into a strong man's house. But see, but see, no man should be able to enter into a strong man's house unless... And spoil his goods. And spoil his goods. So no man can uh, uh, get in this strong man's house unless he spoils and, sp and spoils his goods. Keep going. Except... He will first bind the strong man. So he's got to first bind the strong man. So when something's going wrong in your house, who's he coming after? Me. He's coming after the man. That's right. And if he can get the man, he gets the man at the door. If he gets the man, then he can get the wife and the children. That's right. Come That's on, right. say, man. You, you, we're talking about what the Bible says, not what you think. That's what Jesus said. You know, he's a pretty smart guy, right? So Jesus is saying it, that, that Satan's going to start at the strong man. And he's going to, if he can get the strong man, then he can get everything else in the household. That's right. So a lot of this thing that men, come on men, we need to man up. We need to man up and take a good look at ourselves and, and see what the issue is, the problem. 70% or 8 million behind that now of all of these kids are coming out of what? One parent home. That's right. And mama's raising them. I've never understood why mama has to raise the kids. You'd think they'd reverse that. And the man take care of them. Come on, I'm giving you statistics. And right. so we got all of these kids, run, uh, uh, Sister Evelyn running around with mama, and everybody's blaming mama, and the kids don't get what they want, and they mad at mama. They ain't mad at daddy who left them with nothing, didn't want to pay his child support. Isn't that right? Y'all know what I'm talking about? Hey, you come to church to get uncomfortable, not get comfortable, right? We get comfortable Monday night football, right? So here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to look at it real. Don't be afraid of the truth. The Bible says, and you should know the truth, and the truth will set you free. That's right. Right? Satan has killed the men in the church. Teach. Most of us in here, men, if I were that, don't do it, but if I'd ask the men to stand up in here and who had real good fathers, it would be embarrassing. And not only in this church, that's any church. That's, right. that's in our culture. That's in our culture. That's real. Say amen. That's in our culture. It is a shame when, 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 when I look at an athlete, and we all like sports, right? And, and they talk about, well, thank mama. Grandma, ain't nobody missing daddy. Do you understand? And this should bother us. It should bother us as men that we are allowing our women to do what God put a man there to do. Do you understand what I'm saying? And right. Satan is going, so Satan knows who to get. And so he's got this, he's got this thing going on. And it's, it's amazing to me. And I have counseled people that are mad at their mama. Okay, because she didn't give them what they thought they should have and never mentioned daddy and he ain't even been in the household. Don't they paid no child support. Right. So Satan then. So then we got all these angry kids growing up. Come on here. We got all these angry kids growing up and we wonder why. It is because Satan has came in and he's got the head. And pastor said, if you get the head, the body will fall apart because there's a lot of great women trying to work hard. But it's hard to do a two person job. Right. You see, one time, sometimes these men, these young boys can't be men. You ask me why. You can't be a man unless you see a man. That's right. You see, don't bring mama for that. Don't bring grandma for that. Do you understand when the young lady that won the, the tennis, great tennis match not too long ago, I can't think of her name, African-American lady. It was a shame. She was thanking her mother, and she thanked her grandmother, and then she thanked her grandpa. Didn't even mention daddy. Daddy was not there. Mm. Do you all understand what I'm saying? This is about Satan. Don't get upset. This is about Satan, what Satan is doing. And then we have 
Then we have, no, I'm talking about a strong man. It didn't say just any man. It talks about a strong man. Right. It is time for us to be strong spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally, and financially to raise our children and to, raise, and to take care of our households. That's right. Amen. Say amen because, see, see, when you go to church, you're supposed to say amen because, right, not because, you, because you're doing it. Amen. All right, you understand what I'm saying. Here we go. Again, the Bible says he must first bind the strong man, and then he will spoil his house. Then he's going to spoil his house. He's going, to, he's going to bind the strong man, and then he's going to spoil his house. And we need to take a look at that. We need to take a look at that, America. We need to take a look at that in our culture. We need to take a good look at that, Christ Temple North. Who's the problem? We the problem. That's right. Do you understand what I'm saying? All right. The voice says, if you want to break into the house of a strong man and plunder it, See, see, see he's got, you have to have a plan if you want to break into his house and plunder it. Because, yes. you know, Satan's got a plan. One thing we know about Satan, he ain't ignorant. That's right. The Bible says he was the most subtle. That means smart. All right? So he's got a plan. Let me tell you something. Say, you, you all want to hear a secret? He's got a plan for you. That's right. He's got a plan. Yeah, he's got a plan. Has God got a plan for you? That's right. Why wouldn't you think Satan wouldn't have a plan for you? Well... He wants to overpower God's plan. He wants to take away what God, he comes to lie, to kill, and destroy. And he's doing a good job at it. All right? Scripture says that you have to bind him first. You got to bind him first. So the problem is at the door. Say it. It's the problem is at the door. The person is supposed to be at the door. It's not at the door. And if he's at the door, he's too weak to fight Satan off. So Satan's binding him. At the door. All right? Then you can do whatever you want with his possessions. Then you can do whatever you want with his wife and his children and his finances. This is scripture. You see what I'm saying? And his possessions is what? Controlling or ownership of property, goods, or wealth. You can do anything you want. Once you get him, he's going to go into bankruptcy. He's going to be abusive. That's what the Bible is saying. Now, the women have a good time. They don't know I get them next. <laughs> you guys ought to know. I believe in equal, equal opportunity guy. I'm an equal opportunity preacher. Huh? Oh, yeah. All right. I'll turn to 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 6 and 7. Are you loving what you're hearing? Yes. I'll keep on loving it. Here we go. They're the kind who worm their way into homes and gain control over gullible women. Oh, then Satan's got another plan. See, you know, equal opportunity. Come on, ladies. You're screaming with the guys. Scream on, scream on. Here's why we do it over here. It's the truth anyhow. Satan is looking for what? Gullible women. Now, do you want to hear what gullible is? Are you easily deceived or are, tricked? Are you easily deceived or tricked? Too willing to believe everything that other people say? And too least, yeah, I love you. I'm going to take care of you. The brother ain't even got a job. That's can I do it? Can I do it? Can I do it? He didn't even take care of his other wife. Well, <laughs> say it. I'm, I'm saying that, but, but he going to take care of you. You know what I'm saying? But this brother got a track record like, huh? He ain't done nothing for nobody, but he love You're different. He's the same, but you, and your difference is going to change, right? You've been, come on here, come on here, come on here. Because, see, uh, he, see, what they do, what a lot of, what I found out, that these guys, what's this internet thing they call it, internet dating or whatever it is? 
and, and these people are losing all this money, sending this money to these guys. Well, they look on the internet and you're telling them who you're looking for. See, right? And so they, they print up who you're looking for. Right? No, this is happening. People are giving up their finances and their money because they get on there. Well, she lets, I can be this, that. I ain't seen this guy, but he sounds good, right? Now, that says gullible women. Didn't it say gullible women? Now, that, that was, is that NIV? Okay, tell me who that is. The voice, what is that? It's NIV. It's NIV. Do you know, you know what the King James says? Silly women. King James says silly women. Silly women. You got it? Oh, no, no, no. You can read my paper. Right. Didn't I didn't give it to you. Uh, I'm always doing that, you know. It's a King James says silly women. It says silly, having or showing a lack of common sense. Common sense ought to tell you that some of these folks that you allowing in your door, because some, men, some women don't have a strong man at the door. So if you don't have a strong man at the door, you got to be a strong woman at the door. And you got to be careful who you let in, because the same thing that I said about the men is the same thing Satan will do about the women. He'll come in and bind you and destroy everything you have. Everything you done work for in your life. Well. Right? Your morals and your principles. Do you understand me? All right, go ahead. Silly is also foolish, stupid, or mindless. And that's, and, and that's Webster, get him, not me. All right, see, so, so that's what he's called. No, and, and King James says that. And what happens is we're afraid to, not me, but people are afraid to minister because it does say that. The Bible says silly in King James, and, and that's what we need to look at. And don't be upset about that. You know what upsets me? Somebody here is going to be upset about this message that the pastor said, because I hear they, they, I got a group that thinks they know more than me. But so, so they're going to say, pastor said, pastor said this, pastor said, and the pastor ain't said nothing. The Bible in King James says, you're silly. That's right. That's right. For the women says silly. And it says weak for the men. That's and that's right. the Bible saying that. And if you would take notes, then you could write that and go make sure that I'm saying it and I'm not calling come from the Holy Quran or something. This is the King James Bible. This is the gospel speaking to us. And guess why it's saying this to us, people? Because it will protect us. That's right. The Bible will protect us Teach. from this kind of thing. Teach. If we go by the morals and principles, it'll protect us. People say, nobody protected me. Yes, the gospel protected you because pretty soon we're going to tell you who to look for. Do you understand what I'm saying? You ought to be, see, I have granddaughters. You see, I have seven granddaughters, two grandsons. So, you know, I'm serious about this. That's right. I have a daughter and I was serious about that and made sure she was taken care of right. And so some of us need to look at that. You got nieces and nephews and granddaughters and children. This ought to bother you. These statistics ought to bother you for your sons and your nephews. You see what I'm saying? And we need to come to church to learn how to fight the enemy. We're in spiritual warfare. That's right. And, and sometimes our children can't fight for themselves, right? They're, they don't have it, but they're not supposed to fight for themselves, right? We're the strong men at the door. We're supposed to fight and protect them. Teach. And ladies, some of you all on your own, you're the strong woman at the door. You're supposed to fight and protect them. You see, he's going to come to get whoever is the head of the household that's right. to tear the household up. All right. See, that's what my friends from St. Louis came saying. I got that attitude. <laughs> yeah, they come and see they pastors. You know, I got to be I got to be on it today. Here we go. That's right. Uh, here we go. The Bible says these gullible women are loaded down with sins and are swayed by all kinds of evil desires. Now, this is what the Bible said, that these women are loaded down with sin, right, and all kinds of evil desires. That's what he does. 
Because, see, some people, listen to this, and I've taught y'all for years this. Some people's weakness is stronger than your strength. Well. They will suck you in, and you will think you're doing right when you're doing wrong. And sometimes it doesn't have to be. A person can be in your life and leave you weak and pitiful and That's pathetic. Right. And they done moved on to the next person. And all they left you was wounded, bruised, depressed, and stressed. You see, you know what I like about women that's bad, but I like they doctors. They're going to heal the sick men. Well. Yeah, you're, you're, I call it evangelistic dating. Yeah, yeah, them other women couldn't change him, but I can. Well. Right. Right, and, and, and let me tell you something, can I, and, 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 and so I can do this because we're an integrated church, but I want to tell you about African-American men. Come on, African-American men. We don't want to hear nothing from nobody. We ain't going to no psychologists. Come on, say amen. You know we don't. It's, it's, that's statistics. We ain't going to the pastor because he a man just like I'm a man. We ain't got grandpas. We ain't got daddies. So we talk to each other. Now, that's really dangerous. Do you understand what I'm saying? Right. I want to know. Well, I will get down to this later. Go ahead. The Bible goes on to say that they are always learning, but never able to come to the knowledge of truth. See, they're always learning. These are my women here. They're reading, woman die loose. (laughs) And all these other stuff, you know. They're reading all this other stuff, right? Yeah, they are. And I like T.D. Jakes, right? He ain't never been abused by a man. Why is it that men write all the books that women buy? Because they're, yeah, come on, this is just real. Because they are broken and bruised and desperate and grab anything they can off the shelf. And they only need one book. You only need one book. And in this book, because it will tell you Satan's plan, and it'll tell you how to defeat him in this one book. Now, y'all don't stop buying books. Some of them are good. You know, but I'm just trying to tell you, this is the main book right here. You see, if you live this, come on. I'm going to talk to Brother Nathan. Brother Nathan, if we had lived this, we wouldn't need the other books. But, you know, I don't want to send these people out of of their money because they need their money for their TV shows. Go ahead. I mean, that's right. That's what they do with it. All right. The Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14. Now, wait a minute. Here's the answer. Here's the, the answer is there. Right here is the answer for all of us. You remember, Pastor said, now this is not, this is anybody, men, women, children, and all. If you get this, you got it. All right, here we go. NIV says, do not be yoked together with unbelievers. That is where the problem's at. If you yoke together with a non-believer, they don't understand. The Bible says carnal. They call them carnal. And you spiritual, you don't understand each other. That's right. Because spiritual things are foolishness, the scripture says, to a carnal person. You see? And it, it will make you upset in here because some of y'all, I know some of you in here. Don't get upset at me. Will date looks. Hmm. Yeah, you will. You date looks and, and, and financial status and all that stuff. Ain't asked, is this person a believer or not? You see, you can go to church and not be a believer. That's right. 
And the Bible says do not get yoked up with non-believers. Okay? There's, that will solve half the problems right there. Now, you might be, it might take you a little while to find somebody, you know, but it'd be better than going through five or six, seven, eight somebodies. And then crying in front of God and waiting for the, somebody. I ain't going to say that now. That, that would be wrong for me to say that. Go ahead and read. It says, for what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? How can a non-believer have something in common with a believer? It don't work. Hmm. I don't care how cute they are and how much money they have. It's not long run. It's not going to work. That's right. That's right. Do you know the thing that, that uh, I look at and when I saw, I can't think of his name, now, Glenn Campbell. You all know who Glenn Campbell is? Mm-hmm. They done a special on Glenn Campbell. He had Alzheimer's. And his wife was so loving and compassionate and kind to him. You know why? Christian. Unto death do us part. In sickness and health. For better or worse, a non-believer can't live up to that. That's right. Now, we, uh, we do unto. You know what I'm talking about? That's right. Oh, y'all got it. Here we go. The voice says, don't develop partnerships with those who are not followers of Jesus' teachings. Why are you dividing? You can't have a partnership with somebody that's not following Jesus' teachings. It ain't going to work because you're going two different directions. All right? It says, for what real connection can exist between righteousness and and rebellion. It can't happen. And this is why we have so much so mis- domestic violence in this country, in the churches. That's right. You don't need counseling. You just need to do what it says. That's right. If you do what it says, you won't be in the pastor's office. Because I don't counsel women. You, be, you won't be in the first lady's office. Because this will tell you what to do. You know, you stepped out. And God over here, instead of where God wants you to be. And you'll get abused and used. A non-believer is about they self. Ask me how I know. Been there, done that. You see, the best thing that ever happened to you all in here, you've had a pastor that was a non-believer for a long time. I've told you I didn't get saved for 10 years after I was pastoring. And everybody was, oh, like I'm the only pastor that didn't get saved for 10 years. They got some preaching 20 and 30, still ain't got there yet. Yeah. Living much better than me. All right, go ahead. Just so we understand, I'm going to read verse 14 to 18 from the message. Here we go. Don't become partners with those who reject God. You can't become a partner with somebody who's rejecting God. We need to come to church together. We need to do Bible study together. We need to pray together. Yes. I, Sister Gwen and I lay hands on each other and pray. Every day. We pray together at least three to four times a day. Every day. And we ain't praying about being better pastors. I ain't trying to be a better pastor. God ain't going to say, what kind of pastor you was? It was what kind of husband were you and a father? Well, well. You understand what I'm saying? Okay. How can you make a partnership out of right and wrong? Hmm. That's not a partnership. That's war. 
And that's what happens, and that's what happens in it. Because she's believing one thing, he's believing the other thing. They got war going on here. That's right. And somebody's going to lose it. And somebody's going to lose. Because we're going two different ways. You see? Isn't, isn't it something? Say, can I say this? <laughs> Thanks. Yes, I was going to say it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I reminded, I've been reminding people this here lately. Uh, ladies, listen to me. Look, look at me. Men won't go to church with you. For hour, especially here, you ain't going to be in about an hour and a half. But they'll expect you to do things all night for them. Oh, I said it. That's right. It's the truth anyhow. Y'all need to go down the street and they'll make you feel better. No, I said, right. You want you to go out and boogie all night, dance all night, yeah, party all night, do this, this, cook all day long, do this, do this, and can't do that one thing you want. To go to church and worship with me. You see? You can't do something that I want to do. We'll go to Pastor Fields. You know, he ain't going to be but an hour and a half because he's going to go see that game. All right? All right, don't laugh. Just like you do. All right, so, so, so you, got, you see what I'm saying? You need to ask him that. You want me doing all these things for you. And the only thing I'm asking you to do is to give me an hour and a half on Sunday. That's right. So who's who? All right. All right and, and, and ladies, don't feel bad because a bunch of you in here squeezing. Go ahead. Pastor is like. Let, let me, let's just make it this way, okay? I'm going to put me out of it. Would God be pleased with who you with? Well. All right, let's go. That's male or female. Let's go. Is light best friends with dark? Does, <laughs> does Christ go strolling with the devil? Have you ever seen Christ holding hands with the devil? Yeah. Church people will, but not Christ people will. All right? Through trust and mistrust, hold hands. It's a scripture right here. It's telling us this will save our lives. This will save our children and grandchildren. Now, some of you are living good in here, but you need this information to teach your children and your grandchildren. You see? You'd rather do it than to wind up in jail. Well, Because if you love them, they get in a bad situation, you're going to wind up in jail. Isn't that right? Well, some of y'all may not. I'd wind up in jail when I'm touching my daughter. Right, so I'm glad that you got a Christian man. Go ahead. Who would think of setting up pagan idols in God's holy temple? So what kind of idols you got in your house? But that is exactly what we are. Each of us, a temple in whom God lives. God lives there. How much room has he got in your life? Or is your life full of temples? Um, excuse me, is your life full of other idols? Hmm. Let's ask yourself that. How much space does God have in your life? Think about that. I'm glad you're quiet. How much space does he have in your life? Well. Or is it too many other idle gods taking up your space? The day that I start loving Gwen more than I love God, she gets ugly. That's right. That's right. Ask me why. Because God, loving God, shows me her beauty. That's right. That's right. You've heard me say before, when I fell in love with God, then I fell in 
more in love with her. That's right. Because I looked at her through the eyes of Christ. You see? And when you look at, and some of y'all gonna get old, you know that, right? And so when you look at her through the eyes, or him through the eyes of Christ, there ain't no wrinkles. That's right. Everything looks as good and fresh as it did the first moment you met him. That's right. When you look through the eyes of Christ. Because the spirit doesn't age. That's right. Do you understand? When you look at your wife and your, and your husband and your whatever y'all doing here, when you look, look in the spirit. <laughs> hey, look in the spirit of that person. Hey. Uh, look in the spirit. What if I would ask somebody in here? What does your wife's spirit look like? Mm. What kind of spirit does your wife have? What is your husband's spirit? What is his spirit like? Because that's who he is. That's right. If he's saved, his spirit motivates him. If he's not saved, then his flesh motivates him or her. Now, that's good teaching if you like it or not. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right, here we go. Church, where am I at? God himself where am I at? put it this way. Which, where am I at? What, what verse? God 16. himself put it this way. Okay, got it. Because, you know, I get all caught up. No telling where I'm liable to go at it. I'll get you back. All right, here we go. He says, I'll live in them, move unto them. I'll be their God, and they'll be my people. God wants to move into your life tonight, today. He wants you to be. He wants to be your first love and only love right. in the spirit. And then he'll give you everything. Else. There's a scripture that says, first of all, keep, search for the kingdom of God. And he, he said, I'll give you the rest of that stuff. God wants to live in your life. He wants to be the head of your life. When he's the head of your life, everything else falls right in line. Put him first, and you won't have no problem putting her first, husband and the wife and the children, grandchildren, where they belong. Because God will see to it that you do the right thing. All right? The Bible says... So leave the corruption and compromise. Leave listen, it. don't compromise. Leave the corruption and don't compromise. Now listen to me. Ladies, quit compromising. It is what it is. Never compromise. Men, don't compromise. That's right. Never compromise. It is the truth. Never compromise. Because compromising means you're lying. It's a lie. Don't compromise. This is the way I'm going to live, and I refuse to live any other way than this way. See, when I raised my kids, they had one choice in my house. And guess what that was? To leave. That's right. Ask right. them. They'll tell you that. They'll tell you that. They'll be, when I passed away and everybody's sitting around having a good time, you know what daddy told us? We little bitty kids. You got one right in this house, the right to leave everything else. They went to church because I went to church. Well, People say, I let, let my kids find their own way. No, there ain't no place in the Bible where it says your kids are supposed to find their own way. Well, that's right. That's right. They're supposed to be following you. That's right. That's right. That's right. You can see some of the parents that ain't saying yes. They're like, well, I don't know. That's called culture and philosophy. This is called gospel. All right. Now, if you want to raise it, all right. Right. And Pastor, God didn't just say leave it. It says leave it for good, says God. It said leave it good. No going back. There used to be a song, keep on looking and don't look back. Leave it for good. Because, you know, in the abuse 
some folks, they say it can go up to two years. And he can do good for a while, she can do good for a while, and it comes right back again. That's right. And you're right back. When it's over, it's over. Because if you go back the second time, you'll go to third and the fourth. All right. So don't link up with those who will pollute you. The Bible, the Bible says don't link up. The, the, I didn't write this. The Bible says don't link up with those who pollute you. And pollute means what? To use for carnal or idolatrous purpose. Wow. To defile. Wow. Make foul or unclean. Said, that's what it says. Don't link up with somebody. And that don't have to be physical people. That can be mental and emotional. All right. Is this a good message? Yes. All right. I hate domestic violence, and you all should know that. We've been doing it for four or five weeks. Hate it. All right? That's right. Because I came out of a household where that went on until I stopped it. All right? I'm talking about my father. I'm talking about my father, not... Hate it. Does anybody else hate it? All right. Here we go. I want you all for myself. I'll be a father to you. You'll be sons and daughters to me. Daughters and sons, people, you can't be lonely. You got a father. Daughter, you got a father. Son, you got a father. He wants to be that to you. So you, let me tell you, are you saved? Then you can't be lonely. Are you saved? Then you can't be fatherless. That's right. Because he says, I'll be this to you. All right? And those are the words of the master, God. All right, I, I have more to go, but I'll read the commentary just, just so you all can get it. This is the commentary that motivated me to do this lesson. Do you want to hear it? I, I may not talk with it because I don't want to be in there much longer. Here we go. Since we started the recovery process, we may have struggled with our past friendships. Mm-hmm. Some old friends may be uncomfortable with us because they feel guilty about their own dependency. Others may be threatened by the changes we are making because they can no longer control us. These people may try to stop us from making progress. Very often, we need to put our codependent relationships on hold for a time, sometimes even permanently. This does not mean we do not reach out to unbelievers. It only means that we do not become too close to people who could lead us away from God and the recovery he desires for us. Our primary relationships need to be with unselfish, godly people who will support our recovery. Amen. That's strong, ain't it? Yeah. Every Thanksgiving, we cook... Thanksgiving dinner for a battered women's shelter. We do it every year. We've been doing it for how long, Edda? We've been doing it for about 20 years. We do it every year. And every year, we have a place where you can sign up. Don't sign up if you're not going to bring it. Right. Whatever you sign up for, we want you to bring. It's out there. We sign up. And not only, uh, Sister Edda had told me this, that they were so excited because, you know, they get that real cooking. Because some of y'all can burn up in here, you know. It hurts me to smell it when I'm putting it in the car. I'd be wanting to try to take it to my car. But they get real good 
food because you all do a good job. But the person that's most happiest when we started doing it were the cooks because they get the day off because they didn't have to cook for it because we bring all that food there. So we're going to do it again. It's a battered women's show. Safe Haven. It's called Safe Haven. We do it for them every year. Sign up out there. And if you don't want to cook, hand somebody some money. Who can take some money out there? Uh, Sister Karen, right there, right there. Just hand her some money, and we'll buy a turkey or something with it. Because we're not going to be a church that's afraid to know that there are women being battered. And one year we went, there was like 30 or 40 kids there. Right. 30 or 40 kids. They got to have Thanksgiving dinner because of you people in this congregation. Give yourself a hand clap.